Hello, and welcome to the Living a Culture of Life podcast by Human Life International. I'm your host, Colleen, and I'm joined today by Father Bouquet, our president. Welcome, oh, Father. Oh, thank you very much, Colleen. Always great to be with you and have our little discussions. Yeah, and today we're going to be talking about sound of freedom, human trafficking, and then how porn feeds the human trafficking industry. So let's just start with the fun topic. Uh-huh. <laughs> have you seen Sound of Freedom? What do you think of it? I have. And it's it's a fantastic, you know, movie. And I hate to say movie, you know, presentation, yeah. uh, documentary, you know, how everyone wants to maybe put into a certain way of approach. But for me, I looked at it as something that's highlighting a, a very real issue. So mm-hmm. I didn't look at it from a movie point. I looked at mm-hmm. it really from an exposition, someone exposing a real problem uh, that's not only in the United States, which obviously it's focusing in primarily, mm-hmm. but it's looking at a global issue. It's a, it's a massive human issue that we need to talk about. Well, I think it did in a sense, like what real like literature and stories and art right. are supposed to do where it has the drama. It has like, as a movie, it's enjoyable, like to watch from the, like watching a movie perspective. Like if it wasn't a true right. tragedy that was going on and it wasn't true, you'd be able to watch it from like an entertainment perspective. But because it's about something true, it's taking, it's telling a dramatic story in a way that, when you watch it, it draws you into it and it makes you care about it. And it's doing what art's supposed to do because it's taking, it's telling a story that's urging you to then go out and do something about it. Which I is, no, yeah. I agree. I mean, I think, it, you know, obviously it has real characters. Mm-hmm. You know, it has people that are uh, being uh, brought brought into the light. You know, mm-hmm. people, this is a story about human beings. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's what's touching so many people who now have seen it. Mm-hmm. And it's actually been competing very strongly uh, with very much secular uh, movies out there. Mm-hmm. And it, it really does show that people are, are surprised by the content. Uh, they are horrified by yeah. the content. And it's sparking conversation, which is drawing people to the to the movie which is the point yeah right. like it's a really good storytelling and it's motivating people to do something about it right. which is the point of movies exactly. <laughs> and storytelling like exactly. yeah um why do you think it was so successful in the u.s do you think it was just because it was well made do you think it was because of the topic of conversation a little bit of everything i think all the above but i think once the message got out because it, the article i wrote about you know after having seen it and also then wrote my spirit of mm-hmm. life on it you know what really caught my attention was the fact of how it had been attempt to be silenced for yeah. so many years and and just that story years. by itself is amazing, which I know we won't have time today to, to talk about, but just the idea that how it's been the subject, you know, which is very real, mm-hmm. being suppressed. It's not in the main media. You don't see it out on, on, on the social lines of, of the main secular media today. A little, maybe a little story here and there, for example, like the great tragedy of those container cars, that uh, trucks that came out of, uh, of Mexico, you know, with all people, all these people dying, mm-hmm. you know, from, from, and it's just, it's a tragedy, but we're talking mm-hmm. about human trafficking here. We're talking about different layers of, 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 of the human uh, picture. Yeah, well, it was also interesting because they tried to silence the movie. Like there was so many right. articles coming out being like, this is a conspiracy theory. This is a right. QAnon right. like movie. And it was just interesting to see a lot of mainstream sources trying to suppress it by saying this isn't true. It's not as big of a deal. They over-dramatized it. Right. But whether or not you want to argue about the details of like what went, in, went into making a movie to the storytelling part of it, right. human trafficking is real. Very and just because you're suppressing a movie, you can't deny that human trafficking is happening. Even the Biden White is. House has talked about it. So, it, and, and so you go to our own website now, and some things have come off the website, uh, and because I wrote about that as well in my column. But you know, the reality is that, and the numbers are very low. Mm-hmm. From even from uh, from the website on the, uh, the White House, was it estimates over 25 million people are trafficked on it. So, wow. so that number is really conservative. 
mm-hmm. you know, when you start looking at the larger picture. So what, what the Sound of Freedom does is it, it really is rings this great loud bell mm-hmm. that this is a, has a human face. These are human beings yeah. that are being exploited, manipulated, uh, used uh, as if we were using objects. And I think that's what captures people because, you know, they, they see that there's an injustice here. And it's involving people of different age groups. I mean, we can go from young children who are mm-hmm. being exploited all the way to people of certain skills and abilities being exploited. And and, and people, in a sense, want to believe this is not real. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to hide the facts when you realize that story after story coming out of not only the states, but coming out from every part of the world, you know, that this is very real. And that, and all I would say is this, and I'm going to tell you one little story, then I'll throw it right back to you because it's, it's a human, it's, yeah. it's a human story, it and it involves human trafficking. So now this is on the labor side. So okay. this was a true story that came out of one of the Asian uh, countries, and uh, it was basically uh, it, they they found the, uh, human trafficking around fishing of uh, so like tilapia farm something like this, hmm. and this happened a few years ago. So I happened to be in the country at the time when I heard the story, and and then I saw the headlines. And what happened was just one little quick thing. It would be like you know you had a 15 year old son, mm-hmm. one day just disappears. Oh my gosh! Fast forward 20 years, they find him. So here you are, this child's mom, where is my son, thinking my son is dead, don't know where he is, and then 20 years later, well, which is a blessing, he is alive, Mm -hmm. but it's a real story. But And there were so many, I forget how many, I mean, it was over 100 people they found, and these were all people that had been kidnapped, trafficked. And so so imagine if that would a 20-year-old married, gets kidnapped, trafficked, and then you think if you're his spouse, my husband's gone, so you remarry. You have a family. Mm-hmm. Twenty years later, here he is. So that's the human element to this. And and then behind all that, who are the traffickers? Who are the ones doing this? Yeah. What is their motivation? So, Sound of Freedom really brings this right to the forefront, mm-hmm. and, and and it uses all the thing, all the techniques that you mentioned earlier. I mean, and it does, and it captures you, and yeah. it gets you angry. It gets you sad. It brings a tear to your eye. And it gets you back being angry again. It's the power of storytelling to put a human face on it. I think there's a quote, and I know it's about Russia, and I want to say it was either Stalin or Lenin. So someone who was like bad who gave the quote originally, I think, but it was basically that one death is a tragedy and a million is a statistic. And it's the same kind of thing when it comes to this of you could say there's that many million people that are being trafficked and you hear that number and you're like, okay, it's a big number. But what does that mean? But then you have a movie like this where you put like the two children, the boy and the girl, the siblings, right. and you put that very human face on it. And all of a sudden, then you hear that statistic and you just are like, that's like a million of people just and, like this. And then how many do not have the face? In other words, yeah. how many people that have fallen out of their family relationships, maybe mm-hmm. are transients, maybe migrant workers, mm-hmm. just disappear. And no one knows where they are. So no one's out there wondering where are they? Yeah. You know, so there are is that other side too, mm-hmm. and uh, and traffic for different reasons. You know, and, and those stories are start also coming out where you know people are uh, being used for their for their uh, body mm-hmm. parts. Yeah, you know, it's just so there's so much to this story that can be that needs to be addressed, and I'm very grateful. You know, uh, and the Lord in His own timing, you know, allowed it to be, you know, put on the back burner, come mm-hmm. back up front, put back. It's all about timing, and we have to trust that the Lord really, really gave grace to the people who were, you know, behind this to move it to mm-hmm. to to make it become reality, and the, and to all the actors and the producers and everything else. And I think it's just the right time. 
you know, because it's just everything going on in our world today. People need to see that evil still exists Mm -hmm. and that a great uh, injustice is being done. Well, and there's already been backlash against like companies that are you doing like the pride stuff during month or against like attacking kids innocence. And so I think that it really brought to people's attention that there's other ways that children's innocence is like being attacked. It was just another another facet of the attack on children that's going on in today's culture from so many different angles, from abortion, from propaganda to sex ed in schools, like all the things that we talk about on this podcast. Right. That was what I walked out of the movie, like grasping. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, this is such a big problem. Like children are so under attack. And then I just like had this like, and I deal with the other ways that children are attacked every day at work. Like it was almost like, this is such a big problem, but I am used to dealing with so many other big problems. I can't take on a new one. But like, if you think about it, they're like kids are attacked from the moment they're conceived with contraception, like the abortifacients, and then you have abortion, and then they're born, and the people st- tra- start trying to teach them like the sex ed, perverse sex ed, trying to corrupt them. Then, and then they risk being trafficked. Like there's just innocence and children are under such attack, and that's what I walked out of it being just like this is just one part of such a big problem. Right, and and with that, I walked out, you know, thinking is just going, okay, what am I going to do about it? You know, so it just, that, I mean, that's what I said. It just, it, it touched people in so many different ways. And, mm-hmm. and just the two ways that we just expressed, mm-hmm. you know, for you showing a larger picture, you know, that you knew about, but it mm-hmm. just really brings it right in your face. Yeah. Uh, and for me, it just moved me to the emotion of saying, you know, I'm really upset with this. And, and of course, having given presentations on the issue of human trafficking, mm-hmm. it's part of our, uh, our educational uh, part, uh, uh, program in the sense of exposing the evil that we see in our world, what we call the culture of death. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is another aspect of that, where, where we treat the human person as something versus someone that, is, that commands respect in all moments from the beginning of life till its natural end. And so I walked out just being, you know, re- reaffirmed in in the fact that I have wor- there's work to be done. Mm-hmm. And we just and just this movie just becomes another opportunity, you know, if it wouldn't be so long, we can put it into our educational, but I'm going to pull parts out, you know, when I get, you know, if I can get permission for some of that. But it's great to show people yeah. because many people even in the developing world and other parts of the mission field this is happening, mm-hmm. but they're, because their access to the media, access to you know to daily news is not as as it is available to us. Mm-hmm. These stories, you know, they're not told here. So mm-hmm. how much more less they're told there? But they do have stories because you you hear them from families. Mm-hmm. You know, we uh, I, I mean I'm thinking of one just in my mind of a family whose daughter just disappeared, and uh, and just have no idea where their daughter is. The assumption is that she's dead, that she something happened to her, but. You don't know. You That's got to be so hard. Like, right. it's hard enough to have a child die. It's got to be so much harder to just not the know. Unknowns. That's right. Do you, I know that like a lot of the movie took place in Latin America. Like right. the original kidnapping happened in Latin America where they right. rescued the children was Latin America. Is human trafficking like just a Latin American problem? Because like, I mean, I know yeah. it's bigger than that, but I know that some people watching the movie came out being like, okay, like that's a big problem there, but it's not really happening as much in the US. And obviously it happens somewhat here, but. Can you speak to why it's a bigger issue and like what role the America like well, America has well, in it? Well, I would say it's very important that, of course, the, the stories are being told from the Latin American uh, mm-hmm. experience. So that's that's that, that's the point. But we could have easily have transferred that into any Asian country. Mm-hmm. We can move that into into any part of Oceania mm-hmm. and out of Africa. So it's just that this story really centered around uh, these two uh, brother and sister, and then just developed from there, and then it just involved 
the Latin American community. But we do know that's happening out of Latin America. We do know it's coming out of Africa. So it's a global issue. How are Western nations involved? Like the United States, Canada, those like the rich Western nations, how are they right. involved in this whole industry? Well, we'll think, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta peel it back. And you know, it's something that, you know, you have to look at, I said earlier, who's behind all of it? Mm -hmm. What are the motivations? So if we really peeled it back further, it's also, it's what we've talked about many times in our podcast, what is the vision of the human person? So if I look at hum humanity as yeah. an opportunity to further my business or to further my ideology, then again, I'm, I'm, I'm approaching the human person as an object, a thing to be used, to be manipulated, to be exploited. And it doesn't matter who that person is, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter of fact, in my mind, it's not a person at all. It's a, it's a thing to be used. So if I'm going to have a mindset of business, then I need people to work in my business to make it happen. So mm -hmm. if I have a massive form, I need people that I don't have the money to go out and buy all this major equipment, but I can employ people so I can have come from that forming. We also know in the service industry, you know, in the hotel industry, the restaurant industry, that's a huge market, you know, for waiters and waitresses and busboys and the whole litany of people that make that we don't even see, you know, outside of, of the kitchen, you know. And so the motivations are there. Same thing on the pornography side. You have another dark side of mm -hmm. this. So so when you look at this and that's the, the idea of how a person approaches and if they have that mindset, then really there's no end to the mindset. Anything goes. Yeah. And so so you look at the, what industry is being fed in this. And from the Western point of view, you know, again, it's 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 about exploitation and it's also about money. It's about power. It's about, you know, having, you know, making as much money as you possibly can, no matter how you get there. Are people from Western nations driving this industry? They are very heavily involved because, you know, when you look out of Europe, you look out of the United States, you look out of Canada, you look in, uh, you know, other parts of the world in the sense of what we call the developed world, mm -hmm. you will see these markets available. I think what people need to do, and I'm, I'm not going to, uh, they're not the same, but there mm -hmm. is a similarity. So let's look at the migrant worker. Okay. okay? So different situation, but what we have is because of, of poor ability of finding work in their own country, mm -hmm. what happens is they have to leave their country to go look for work in another place, which then separates them from their families, separates them from their, their culture, their religious practice. And in many cases, they begin to get absorbed into a very, very dark place. We see people where the breakdown of their marriage, they remarry in another country. Uh, we see the whole issue of promiscuity, you know? And so we, that's why the church herself actually has a, a tremendous outreach mm -hmm. to the migrant worker and actually, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but actually has, you know, so many things where it it's speaking out in, to support the migrant worker, you know, to prevent them from these trappings. Well, then you also have children growing up without a family member around too. If right. the family member is traveling for right. X amount of time of the year because they're not right. able to be there, you have children growing up without one of their parents. Right. So I don't want to compare the two. They're not the same, mm -hmm. but there's some similarities because then the, the person who's working in that situation, you know, can also be easily exploited, mm -hmm. manipulated. And, you know, and I've seen, a, and this is where I do see the similarities. So for example, what you see with human trafficking would be 
and I've seen this with uh, heard stories from uh, from people in different parts of the world that I visited with migrant workers. So if I come in and say, Colleen, I have a job for you. I know you need work. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pay for your travel. I'm going to pay for you to come to this country. You're going to work in this business for me. Uh, this is the partner I've been with. And I'm going to hold on to your visas and your passport for you because I have to prove this to the government. And so, but I'm going to give them back to you, you know, and you, know, you, you owe me nothing other than you have to work for a year here and you're going to get paid and you're going to get housing and all this stuff. And so, you, but you, then you arrive and all of a sudden, you know, get your passport. Mm-hmm. You're an illegal, basically working in this country and all this thing unfolds and it can go in so many directions from there. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that happen and I've heard stories with those who are legitimately looking for work. Mm-hmm. So the, a migrant worker moving into another territory. Using a legitimate means. Trying to get trying there. To. But yeah. then all of a sudden gets caught in a similar situation mm-hmm. where they've, they've, they, they can't afford to go home. They can't afford to do anything. So they're completely dependent. And here you have a very similar situation. Person finds himself in need and the same manipulation occurs, but it it becomes darker and twists into other things. And so I think that, you know, that what what the sound of freedom does is it also makes me look, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know that in the movie, they point out different ways that this is unfolding. I myself, again, haven't spoken on this and, you know, written on this, you know, give an example. Think of the people who might be, you know, mowing my grass. You know, yeah. what about the person that has cleaned my hotel room mm-hmm. or maybe the person that might be, you know, uh, moving my luggage around in an airport, you know, maybe the taxi cab driver that I got into in the main city. There's so many ways that the, that face is there and, you know, and we don't think to look because we're not thinking about it. And what this movie's done is it's opened people's eyes mm-hmm. and wonder, you know, you know, especially myself, you know, even in Rome, for example, the Holy Father has talked about this quite a bit. I remember in Rome, I came, uh, you know, uh, our offices, we have an office in Rome right near the Vatican. Yeah, I've and, been there. <laughs> yeah, so, and I'm, I'm walking down uh, to um, to the office, moving through St. Peter's Square, and I come across a young female vendor, you know, like you see all in many in the piazza all the time. Mm-hmm. And she's African. And so um, she walks up to me and she, her English is very broken. So I speak to her in French. I can hear an accent. Mm-hmm. And so she she just pauses, and she does she doesn't respond. So then I greet her in Italian, mm-hmm. just trying to see. And um, so and she was very nervous. And you know when it happens, there's there's people around. Yeah. You know. And so uh, it was. I can tell something was not right. Mm-hmm. Now, do I know the whole story? I don't. I'm, I'm making mm-hmm. some assumptions here. But she very quickly moved away from me. Now, I'm dressed as a priest. She sees priests all over the place. So it's not like I'm harmed her. I'm in a public place. But you can tell she was very, very uncomfortable. Do you think she was uncomfortable because you saw that she wasn't from there and she was afraid she was being watched by someone? Is that what? It could that's be That's kind of what came to my it mind. It could be. Or it could be because what we see, you know, in some situations, there are people that are, that they work far. Mm-hmm. And who are assuring that they're not, you know, that they're, you know, they're doing their job. I know that but, when I was over there, we were told because you have the people on the streets who beg for money, correct. and it, we were told basically that you have to walk by them because they're not allowed to keep the money. They're fronts for these other gangs, and so if you actually right. if you give them something, it won't actually be helpful to them. And there are places in the city they can go right. for help, but it was just like really hard right. because you want to right. reach out, and it's like, and you don't like it because you feel like you're getting numb to right. their need. Right. But at the same time, if you actually give them something, it's not actually going to help. So I, and, and that's very true. And so I'm not saying that she, I don't know if she's trafficked. All I'm okay. saying is that they're, I'm suspicious. So what yeah. I did is I gave her a card to religious sisters that actually okay. are working with 
ladies, particularly this particular group, with the women mm -hmm. who are on the street or maybe in this situation. So yeah. I gave her, and it had all different languages on it, <laughs> and I just gave it to her before yeah. she walked away. And so I don't know whatever happened, but but you you this is the kind of kinds of encounters you know. Um, you need to have uh, your eyes open so you can see it. Open and realize this is a human being. Yeah. This is someone's someone. And uh, and I mean, in Rome, there are many nationalities mm -hmm. and ethnic, yeah. ethnic groups there. So they come from all over the world. So, but there, you can pick up on things when you move around. I think that the real thing the movie does is it pricks my conscience. Yeah. And it pricks my sensitivities. Not to go looking for conspiracy behind every door, by no means, in our, mm -mm. but to be to be aware, mm -hmm. to be what what is the situation? What is this? Is it in my community? And yeah. the probability is, if you live in you know near a major city, you 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 ought to open your eyes. Yeah. I mean, uh, Orlando is, uh, is or by a crossing of interstates. That's right. So you look at you know the main points of entry. We know that Florida is one of them. We know that the issue around Orlando. We know that Houston. We know Los Angeles. We know New York. But there are many other points of entry. And once they're in, yeah. you know, so like the example would be, you know, that these container cars that they had placed these 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 souls in and uh, and where were they going? Mm -hmm. What's what is all this? So so there's so much that the movie touches on yeah. that should cause us to pause. Now, one thing that I don't remember if it was as much in the movie is the pornography side of things. How? Because I think a lot of times people can say, "Oh, trafficking is like a their problem. It's a big city problem. It's right. near the borders. It's maybe not in my small town." But porn has like infiltrated America. Right. How does porn feed the trafficking industry, and like how are they connected? Because yeah. that's something that is going to touch every community, right. especially with the prevalence of internet. So how how does that tie in? Well, let's tie it in back to the to the because they all tie in together in a sense. Because think about this. You know, a person who's providing a service, mm -hmm. there's someone that benefits from it. So whether we're talking about a person cutting your yard, a person that's carrying your luggage, and so forth and so on. So I think it's important for people to see that it does touch everyone, no matter where you are in this country, because this moves it moves into many territories, mm -hmm. many places of business. And it's important for people to be sensitive to that and realize that, you know, though I may be disconnected, you know, uh, because I live out in this rural community, doesn't mean that the community is not impacted mm -hmm. by some benefit of this. Because someone, well, think, think about, you know, in our own country with child labor laws, you know, that today we, we know that we just we know we don't do to children, but the idea at one time we you know there were that's why they created laws mm -hmm. and why we created this to protect. So because but today when you look at the pornography issue, because it's so vast and so global and it's billions upon billions of dollars of an industry, and what we see again is back to exploitation. Mm -hmm. And so what you have with human trafficking, you have what we call this kind of labor component. So looking for manual labor for for workers, mm -hmm. uh, and then you have another the side of it, side of it. Yeah. you know there's another sinister side of the sinister side and it just gets darker because now you see from uh, uh, young boys young girls to teenagers to adult, uh, to young adults and they're just moving up that chain of age where they're 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 brought into this industry they're taken from their homes they uh, i heard a story not long ago of, of uh, uh, the uh, thank goodness happened in rome uh, uh happened in new york it's part of me and um she was outside with her son uh one of her sons mm -hmm. and he was out on the front lawn got a fence around it and uh in the blink of an eye a man on a bicycle pulled in 
tried to convince the young man, her young teenager, to come with him. Mm. And he, thank goodness, the boy went inside. And I mean, they just, and then this mother tells me the story, she says, and she was so angry because her child could have easily been brought into whatever this man was trying to do. Yeah. But on the evening news, the same man on the bicycle, they didn't catch him. Someone was, uh, another kid was taken two streets mm -hmm. over. So it, this is happening, you know, in more places. And again, we don't know what the intention was mm -hmm. in the sense of what we're talking about. But it wasn't anything good. <laughs> Nothing good. And I think that, you know, that here's, and that's what, I th you know, and I always try to tell people with the pornography industry, it is purely about gratification and pleasure. And it's always at the exploitation of another human being, yeah. which fits right into the mindset of, uh, where, where trafficking occurs. Are people trafficked to make porn? Yes. Yeah. yeah so that's like a huge part Sorry, of it. Sorry, I, mean, there I should that... answer that directly a while ago. But yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But like, that's like at least part of it right there is yes. that if people are watching porn, even if they're like, oh, I'm not involved in human trafficking, like I'm not going out in, with prostitutes or whatever, you're still watching something with somebody who may or may not have been trafficked. And even if it's someone who like, quote unquote, consented to it, right. you don't right. know what the story was behind that. And even, even if they wanted to, right. that's still a human person. They shouldn't be viewed that way. That's right. They're not a thing. Always yeah. someone, and so the and so that's why I think it, it, when when we look at the again, the sound of freedom did not get into this part of it because mm -hmm. you know, again, the story was about what it was, but it opened up the conversation. And if people would go to you know very trustworthy websites that are dealing with human trafficking, you would see so much more of this story, and you would realize that there are is a very heavy percentage that are trafficked for sex, mm -hmm. trafficked for prostitution. So not just yeah. pornography. Yeah. Prostitution rings. You know, you have all this exploitation that is happening. And so uh, it's, again, it's just to open oneself up to realizing that there's what Pope Francis calls modern day slavery. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly that's what true. we're talking about here. Yeah. And so we, so by, that's what Sound of Freedom does. It gives it a face, but it also helps it expose the name of it. Mm -hmm. This is human slavery. We are enslaving people, exploiting them, manipulating them treating them with not with the respect that they should that's commanded but treating them as a thing and the holy father is dead on target and that's why he's been so vocal about this because you know you see it and it's so it's effect i mean think about the broken marriages mm -hmm. broken families wounded families you know the society our, our society is 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 cheapened because yeah. of this great evil and and for us to be just kind of do this to it because mm -hmm. there's money and that's the thing that we, we, we don't want to be honest with. And that is, we're talking billions of dollars that are being made, you know, over on this great evil. And they're very powerful people in positions of great influence. And so they they they, they, they work the system. And yeah. I think that's what Sound of Freedom also exposes. It exposes it. And when you hear people who have come out of the trafficking, you yeah. know, to hear their stories and to hear how it all happened, how it occurred, that to me, I hope, will be a follow-up, not not so much in a movie style, but mm -hmm. really to have some uh, some genuine documentaries. You know, to really bring this to bear. Congress needs to hear the stories. Mm -hmm. You know, this needs to all be put in panels and and let people again hear what's happened, who's behind it, what's motivating this, how has government played into this. Mm -hmm. You know, not that government's endorsing it, but what's our silence? You know, what are our laws? You know. What are we doing to protect human persons from from being violated in such a manner? And how are what are we doing to prosecute the people that are doing it? And how are the things that are going on in our country affecting those other countries too? Exactly like right. if we're 
for the consumers, then there's these right. like things going on in Latin America that Americans are consuming. Right. It's like we still have a role to play in it. We can't exactly. just say it's their problem if we have like right. depending no, on how much of a role we have it. in it. You know, where were these people being brought? You know, and I think, you know, that's that that's that's very important. And I think that, you know, when you realize and I realize that I'm benefiting in some way from mm-hmm. this industry. And that's the question we have to ask. Am I? Yeah. You know, so we, we, we often promote the boycott list. Mm-hmm. In our work, and that's just exp- uh, another pro-life organization that exposes organizations and and businesses that are supporting the culture of death. Yeah, and so that not gives, human trafficking right, per se, but just right, just contraception, abortion. But all if of I that. take the same approach, yeah, and say, okay, let's say I find, let's say it's exposed that X is involved in this. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm no longer, I'm, I, I will not support X mm-hmm. anymore. You know that. It makes volume, and that's what we've seen with the pornography industry too. When finally we stand up to it, mm-hmm. and we and and as we've seen in many of the states now, it's being challenged. But now these requirements of age verification, and it's going to either be by your driver's license, by a picture, you have to prove. And of course, the industry is up in arms, you know, because it's now limiting, and they're losing money, losing access. Now, what's good, how it's going to stand in the court? Don't know, but it's exposed it. Yeah. And it's saying, you know, it's the, so why are you afraid of that? You should prove that this person is of age. You're exploiting children. Yeah. You know, you're bringing people in. So we did the episode like a year ago on Serena Fletes, who mm-hmm. was like 13 years old and was like, right. the, her boyfriend leaked the videos that she had sent him, which obviously Correct. wasn't a good thing. But then like everything she went through because of that, like, that's right. It's the same. Yeah, the industry is feeding off the exactly. innocent. Exactly. So children. this is the same thing that needs to happen: is that it needs to be brought into light. So the so this is now the moment, you know. To it's been a subject that came before the movie. Yes. Because I gave a presentation on this in, in different uh, parts of our country. Mm-hmm. I know the bishops themselves, the Catholic bishops, uh, have been very vocal on this, and there have been many, many people vocal on this, and many local communities. For example, one I participated was with out of Miami, because okay. that that Southern Florida area is a hot spot. Yeah, I was going to say, do they entry. see a lot there? Because they're pretty close to Cuba. Right, and they get all these entrances in, and so uh, they have a great active and uh, i know um uh, bishop noonan and many other bishops are very active in in, in exposing this reality and yeah. so then you can move into the houston area and los angeles and so but we need more people to really get involved and to find out what's their local community doing you know mm-hmm. to prevent this so i really believe that this this the bell has been rung well someone also i know pointed out that if america has repercussions because of the drug problem in latin america we're also going to have the repercussions of, of the human trafficking. Like it's naive to say that because the movie was talking about Latin America, that it's only a Latin American problem and the U S doesn't have to deal with it. It's like, if we're getting the drugs up here, there's the people coming to, and where, we need to where are the wake people up being shipped to where are they yeah. going? Who's benefiting? I would just say this, you know, just as another point is just as a Catholic and obviously as Catholics, yeah. how do we approach this? Yeah. So first of all, the principle of solidarity is a very clear principle here. And it's whatever happens to my brother or sister happens to me. And what the movie also does is, it again, it puts a human face to the term or the phrase human trafficking. Mm-hmm. And so by doing that, so this, the principle of solidarity comes in. You know, this is someone's daughter, someone's sister, someone's someone. And they kept saying that. Like, if, what if this was your daughter? What exactly. if it was your empty bed? And, and as you said with pornography, not that I want to plant that seed in someone's head, but just to think the same way, that the person on that screen is, is someone's daughter, someone's son, 
someone, someone, and whether they're of their own free will or not, the reality is, is there's an exploitation and all for the benefit of another human being who is benefiting from this, this situation. And this is why Pope Francis, again, you know, and I, I think has really resonated with so many people because he's just advocating and constantly mentioning this principle, talking about solidarity, talking about being aware of what's around you and what's affecting. So, for example, the migrants, workers that recently drowned, you know, the Holy Father, this was, where again, was, this I don't is, know that uh, story. It's, um, wasn't, I'm trying to think where it wasn't out of India. I, think, I forget where it was, but it's recently he just, uh, I think it was in Italy. It was, it was a little something that occurred off one of the coastlines there. Okay. So it's a tragedy because they're, they're coming from another country for whatever reason, mm-hmm. but a tragedy occurs, you know, and, and so they, they, they drown. And so the, what the Holy Father's doing, I guess my point is that, you know, it's, it's the in, issue of that's a human being. Yeah. You know, no matter what, what's brought them to that moment, you know, whoever it, it, it's to be in, to be mindful, to be compassionate, to be concerned, and not to do this, which is so easy to be indifferent. And and you know, it's we we have to stir up people, and I think that's what this has done. How do you go forward from here? Like, it's a really weighty subject, and no, you don't like we don't want to like close our eyes, cover like bury ostrich, bury your head in the sand, and right. ignore it. But at the same time, we can't just keep dwelling on like all the negative things that go on in society. So how do you not ignore the evil, but go forward from here? How should listeners who've watched the movie, who are listening to the podcast, go forward from here? Well, I, I think we have to educate ourselves. All right. So because of this, is just like with abortion, we have a grave evil. This is, this is a grave evil. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about, again, quoting Paul Francis, we're talking about modern day slavery. And I think many in our audience who might be familiar with uh, 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 Josephine Bakita. Yes. If not, go read about her. Yeah, she so is a really... So this is a person who was trafficked, all right? Yeah, because she was taken for slavery and brought to... She was from in Africa. Right. I forget which country. Mm-hmm. Where was she taken to? Was it Italy? It was Italy. Yeah. Right. And then it was a time period... Right. Well, people, let, let people read. Well, let, a, yeah, let, okay. let them read. Let them read. And I think what's important is by just getting people to to really realize that this is this has happened before it's still happening but the but the point being is just trying to get people to say become knowledgeable mm-hmm. educate myself what is happening in my community is anything happening in my community how do i protect my own children how do i protect my own family members part of it is what pope francis has been saying there's is an entire vatican document on this really it was in Wait, my which one it's, well i don't have the full name of it right okay. now because I, I didn't come prepared for that but but it's in my spirit and life column is it an that encyclical? i wrote on, on the uh, sound of freedom is it an encyclical or is it just no, no. a document it, it's just a document oh, one, okay. of the, one of the vatican uh, dicasteries but it's on the that issue makes. of human trafficking so okay. it's a very well done and it actually gives a, a pastoral plan how to implement education, how to form people, because that's what the Holy Father gets into is that there's a blindness, and not a blindness by intent, you know, mm-hmm. but it's it's this indifference that happens because people are busy. Life is busy. Life is full. And we're not thinking, you know, about what's happening around us, which goes back to the parable of the Good Samaritan, which is what the document talks mm-hmm. about. And I highlighted in my article on the sound of freedom because okay. I think it's so important for people to see what the church is saying here. So there is an evil. There's something wrong, something mm-hmm. grave here. And yes, I'm with you, Colleen, completely. I, dwelling on it, uh, just in a sense of, just to dwell on it, it's not the answer. Or to, in a sense of thinking, you know, all this stuff is happening around me. You know, what do I do? We, the first thing I would say is we need to be involved. 
-hmm. We need to engage the conversation. We need to call upon our political leaders and our local leaders. You know, if they're not aware of the situation, you know, what has happened in our community? What are our police doing about it? Are our police aware of it? Mm -hmm. You know, if there is a ring in our own community, what are we doing to, to, to break this ring down? In other words, to really form what the Holy Father is saying are communities of awareness. Would that come down to then the principle of subsidiarity where you're dealing with it right. as is appropriate on the local level right. and then as is appropriate on the state level? Like each right. level has to deal with what they right. can deal with. Right. And, yeah. so, and, and, yeah. and with that would be, it's just, you know, and that's why I think, you know, what the sound of freedom does is it actually, I mean, does that mm -hmm. because the person sitting in that, in that theater chair, you know, are maybe able to watch it from their home now. But, mm -hmm. but the idea is, okay, what happens when I get out of that chair? Yeah. All right. And so what am I going to do? And, and, and I think it's like all the other things that we address, whether we're talking about the assault on marriage, whether we're talking about the assault on human life in the womb, mm -hmm. or the issues of euthanasia and so forth and so on, what am I going to do? Yeah. And, 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 and I, we can make a difference. Mm -hmm. Just this movie and the people who are willing to have the courage to put this movie together, to pull the story together, to know that it's not going to be popular in, in the sense of the secular narrative, yeah. knowing that it's going to be assaulted by the local, by the media. But nonetheless, we're going to go far. And they did. And they had the car and still have the courage to be ridiculed. But guess what? It's becoming less and less because people are hearing more about this. Mm -hmm. And and so uh, it started and, the conversation as soon as as soon as it got released and as soon as they started telling people to tell their friends. And right. like the thing at the end was a really good, um, like the right. pay it forward campaign was a great way to get right. people engaged and start that conversation exactly. too. But yeah. And I remember yeah. in Florida, and you know, when I, when I participated in a, in a seminar on human trafficking, was listening to the personal testimonies of people who had been trafficked. Yeah. And the people in the audience who were just people from the community. Mm -hmm. Some people were there to participate in the more formal educational components, mm -hmm. but there were a lot of people there that were just interested in the topic. Yeah. And to watch their faces when they meet these faces in a panel of, of, mm -hmm. of people who have been trafficked, some for labor, some for sex. And I mean, it's just the, the, the you can literally, you, know, you can almost feel the air just it was so quiet and people were just caught off guard thinking wait that that's one community over that's three streets over you know wait a minute that could happen to my own kids yeah. so you got all that happening around and it just it, it it just sparked a fire and that's what this has an opportunity to do and so i know that we we, we threw a lot of subjects at people today but there there's a lot of linkage there yeah. There's a linkage, obviously, to the whole the whole sex trafficking component, the whole pornography industry, and just people need to become more aware of this. Yeah. The other thing is, obviously, we have that labor side, which depends what, where you're looking, has a more dominant number in a sense of what we're seeing. And I mentioned, which is not connected directly, but I mentioned the, the migrant issue, and I think we need to... That also needs to be aware of in many people. Mm -hmm. and, and to be asking, because... When you look at all of this, there's an injustice, Colleen, that's been done. Mm -hmm. A harm has been done, and a harm is being done. Yeah. And I believe that's what the Sound of Freedom did. It hears this great harm, and here are two faces, and among others, that have been harmed. Mm -hmm. And these are the people, and you're right, it's not a Latin American issue. No. And just like abortion is not just something in the country where it's legal, yeah, it's a human issue. because And we're all part of the human family, so that affects me as equally as anyone else around the world.
Well, thank you so much, Father, for talking about this Sorry today. to be so, so. impassioned. But oh, <laughs> no, it's an important topic to be passionate about. So, yeah. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. And to all of our listeners, please like, subscribe, check out our new eBooks that we have coming up. I'll um, put them in the description and also link them on the end page for YouTube and just keep on living the culture of life. Thank you. And God bless.